This is episode number eight, An Approach to Apologizing. This is The Path of Imperfection, a podcast for imperfect women and the imperfect men who love them. If you are ready to show how big your brave is and lean into this human experience, join the journey. Howdy, howdy. I have a cold. I've had it for a while. I've kind of held off on recording some of these podcasts, hoping that it will dissipate. It's not. So you just get to hear me with my yucky, stuffy nose and my sore throat. And that's just how it gets to be. Some of y'all are like, what? I can't even tell a difference. You sound exactly the same. <laughs> I'm Becky Hennessy, your guide on this lovely path of imperfection. I'm hoping that these topics are relevant to your journey and are helping you along that path. If anything, I hope that it just gives you something to consider because that's really all that this is. I explore something and you see if it's a fit for you or not. Something else to try on to see if it's a fit for you or not, in addition to this podcast, is my rest stop. I'm not calling it a newsletter. That's too fancy pants for me and I'm not that fancy pants. So instead, I'm calling it a rest stop. It comes weekly if you subscribe to it. There's some pretty awesome things that are going to be coming down the pipes in the next couple of weeks that you'll want to make sure you're on the list for so that you're one of the first to know what those cool things are. Just go to Bricks Therapy, B-R-I-C-K-S Therapy.com and click on subscribe. If you have already and you're wondering why you haven't seen anything yet, I'm sending things. So check your spam box. Maybe they're hanging out in there. You should see one about every Tuesday, sometimes Wednesday, because friends, let's be honest, I am imperfect. And there are times where I wake up Wednesday morning and I think to myself, oh, I didn't really send that out. And I get to it. I drop the ball every now and again, which is what it is. But I'm not going to apologize for it, which leads me into today's discussion. Today, we are cracking open the egg of apologizing. This is going to be a longer one, y'all, because there is a lot to cover here. There was a time in Jason Jr.'s life when apologizing was super hard for her. One day after a marathon time out because she refused to apologize, she came up to me and she just said, Mommy, why is it so hard for me to apologize? Or why is it so hard for me to say I'm sorry? I think were her exact words. By that time, I had just sustained that same marathon time out. And you know what? To be honest, sometimes those kinds of things are harder for the mama than it is for the kiddo. And so I just, I just blurted out the first thing that came to mind. And I said, well, sweetie, it's because you have pride in your heart. Me saying this to a three-year-old child. I thought it went in one ear and out another until a fellow Joy School mom let me know that Jason Jr. had shared that little insight with her friends at Joy School when they were talking about apologies and why it's hard sometimes. She just let them all know that it's just because they have pride in their hearts. <laughs> I'm not saying that not being able to apologize because you have pride in your heart is the answer to all of it. But what I am saying is that for many folks, apologizing can be incredibly hard. And for other folks, it's the opposite. Not apologizing is incredibly hard. Some of us apologize for everything, even if there's nothing to be sorry about. First off, I want to just get one thing clear. We apologize when we did something wrong when something is our fault or when something is ours to own. That is when it's an appropriate time to apologize. We empathize or are compassionate when we didn't do anything wrong, when it isn't our fault or when there isn't anything for us to own, but we see or we sense some suffering or some hurt or some discomfort. I'm sorry and I get you or I get where you're coming from. Those are two entirely different things. 
So we apologize when it's on us, when it's our bad. And none of this owning what isn't yours just so you can apologize business. That's just codependency. And we definitely don't want to be there at the end of the day. Again, we apologize when we did something wrong, when something's our fault, when it's ours to own. That's an appropriate time to apologize. We empathize when we didn't do anything wrong, when it isn't our fault or there isn't anything for us to own. But we see or we sense that suffering or that hurt or that discomfort and we need to give some compassion for that. So here's where I catch myself apologizing when I don't need to, because I'm one of those folks that apologizes for everything under the sun, even if I don't need to. When feelings are involved, either mine or theirs, when there's a possibility for judgment or when someone disagrees with me or has a differing perception or opinion, that's when I apologize and it's not necessarily appropriate to. So first, we're going to consider if an apology is appropriate or if it's more of an empathy thing. When someone is feeling a feeling, sad, mad, worried, left out, disappointed, whatever, we empathize with that. We do not apologize for that. It's not, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry that you're so sad. Well, I'm sorry that you're mad. Oh, I'm so sorry you're worried. I'm sorry you felt left out. No, it's more, wow, you are feeling super disappointed. I get it. I get why. It's okay to feel that way. Or I know you are feeling so sad. Now, some of you may be saying, yeah, but what if I caused the feeling because of what I did or what I said? Well, then you apologize for what it was that you did or said that caused that feeling. You don't apologize for the feeling. So if I did or I said something that helped a hard feeling occur, I can apologize for that. Sweetie, I am so sorry that I just changed plans on you all of a sudden and that we don't get to go swimming. I don't apologize for how they feel. And I don't say, I'm sorry that I made you feel mad or I'm sorry that I made you feel disappointed because I didn't. I may have said something or done something that generated feelings, but I didn't make them feel that way. This not apologizing for feelings goes for our little ones too. It isn't an well, I'm sorry that you're mad about cleaning your room. We don't want to apologize for that. When we apologize in those situations, it attaches some fault to us or means we did something wrong. And we didn't. We had an expectation for our children, as we should, as intentional parents. We can empathize with them about whatever feelings are coming up because they have to clean their room. Sweetie, this has got to feel super overwhelming. This messes up to my knees. I get it. I would guess you don't even know where to start. It's got to feel overwhelming. It's got to feel stressful. It's got to feel hopeless, whatever. We don't follow that up with, I'm sorry I asked you to clean your room. Or I'm sorry you're feeling hopeless because I asked you to clean your room or overwhelmed because I asked you to clean your room. And we certainly don't say, I'm sorry you're choosing to feel whatever. I'm sorry you're choosing to feel mad about this. Or I'm sorry you're choosing to feel sad about this. Because they don't choose how they feel. Where we can apologize is if your kiddo is having a hard feeling and we respond to that feeling in a way that's not okay, that's where we can step up and apologize. Honey, I am sorry that I yelled at you about your room. I'm sorry for saying blah, blah, blah. Or I'm sorry for doing this and this and this. If someone else is feeling something and your response isn't okay, again, that's what you apologize for. I'm sorry that I said that your room is a pigsty. That wasn't factual. That was an opinion. 
unless there's pigs up in that room. I mean, I don't know. I look at some of my kiddos stuff. <laughs> there could be a pig hiding in there. What do I know? We apologize for what we did with their feelings. But if we're having a good mom day or a good dad day and we didn't respond in a way that wasn't okay, all we do in that situation is empathize and have compassion. That's it. Likewise, we don't apologize for how we feel. If I'm feeling frustrated, disappointed, confused, unheard, overlooked, overwhelmed, whatever, I don't have to apologize for that. I didn't pick those feelings. Now, I may have said yes to a million things and that may have created an overwhelming feeling. I can apologize for saying yes to a million things. I may be running around the house like a wild chicken with my head cut off because I left something to the last minute. I can apologize that I'm screaming and hollering at my kids or my husband or whatever because I left things to the last minute. But I don't apologize for feeling overwhelmed or for feeling stressed. It isn't an, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so overwhelmed. Oh, I'm so sorry. I just am so mad about this. I'm sorry I feel so frustrated about this. No, no, no. I'm sorry I did this or I'm sorry I did that. Whatever it was that generated that feeling or was a response to the feeling that's within you, yeah, you can apologize for those things. We apologize for the responses to our feelings if they're not okay. So if you're feeling all of those things and you do or you say something that isn't okay, own it. I'm sorry I yelled. I'm sorry I said this. I'm sorry I did that. That was hurtful. That was unkind. I'm sorry I said that you haven't done anything all day. If you didn't do or say anything that caused those feelings within yourself, or even if you did, then you go to compassion for yourself. Be kind to yourself. Treat yourself the way you would if a good friend was feeling that way. Don't apologize for the feeling. Feelings aren't wrong or your fault. Feelings just are. We empathize with feelings. We apologize for decisions that may have led up to them or things that have happened after them. If those are ours, we don't apologize for the feelings themselves. I have beat that dead horse, man, over and over and over. And just in the last, what, five or 10 minutes, I think that you get that point. Another place I apologize that I don't need to is when I anticipate judgment, either because of how I'm looking or my house is looking or my kids are acting. Oh, I'm so sorry. I look a mess. Oh, my house is such a wreck. I am so sorry. Come on in and sit down. Sorry about that. She's just so friendly. Or, oh, I'm sorry. He's just super uncomfortable with new people. Wait, what? No, 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 no. We don't need to apologize for that. That doesn't affect other people. If it does, if you grocery shopping with your hair pulled up in a messy bun and your yoga pants affects the neighbor that you see walking down the aisle, they should apologize for being so judgy. You don't need to be sorry for your imperfection. You need to be aware of it. You need to embrace it. You need to be empathized with and compassionate about it towards yourself and towards other people. If you go into someone else's house furthermore and are offended or hurt by their appearance or how they keep their house, then you've got a much bigger problem in your world. And you probably should be chilling on therapy couch if I'm being real. We don't have to apologize for our imperfection. It's not our job. We have to be aware of it. We have to embrace this human experience, but there is absolutely nothing to be sorry about in it. Another place that's tricky to stay out of an apology or to default to an apology is if somebody disagrees with us or has a differing opinion. If someone disagrees with us or has a differing opinion and there is nothing wrong with what we have done or what we have said or how we see it, then we don't need to apologize for that. 
why would I be sorry that they don't like something or if they don't agree with it? I'm not sorry. I may understand why they don't like it or why they don't agree with it, but I'm not sorry that they don't. Sweetie, it makes sense that you wouldn't like this or that you disagree. I totally get why you're thinking this way or even feeling this way. That's what we call empathy, ladies and gentlemen, not an apology. If it's an opinion and either way, it's fine. There's not a need for an apology. We can empathize when something happens that someone doesn't like or that somebody doesn't agree with. We don't say sorry. Now, when do other people's apologies not jive with me? I'll tell you when. Anytime an apology is hinged to an excuse or a perspective, when an excuse is camouflaged in an apology, or when a perspective or opinion is camouflaged in an apology. When we apologize, we do not add a bridge between the apology and an opinion or a perception. So that sounds like, I'm sorry for da-da-da, but let me tell you a little something about what I call bridge words or hinge words. Bridge words or hinge words are but, however, yet, nevertheless, whatever. So it sounds like, I love you, but, I am so sorry, but, all that that hinge word or bridge word does is erases everything you said before it and leaves you with only what you said after. When we apologize, we don't excuse why we did what we did. I'm really sorry that this happened, but I had a good reason for it. And here's my excuse. Nope. N-O-P-E. Nope. That, my friends, is not an apology. That is a justification or an excuse. It may even be an opinion or perception. Whatever. Don't call it an apology, even if it's true. I'm sorry I'm so late, but my kids just blah, 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 blah. Oh, I'm sorry I'm so late, but traffic was just a nightmare. Mm-mm. Instead, I apologize for how I responded or for what happened. I put a period after it, and then I express my thoughts. A cousin to the excuse apology is a pointed finger apology. It piggybacks off of it. I'm sorry that you whatever, or I'm sorry you feel that way, but blah, blah, blah. I'm sorry you have a problem with it, but that's your problem. Here's the thing. If it really is their problem, if they are being ridiculous, don't say sorry. You can empathize, but don't say sorry. If your 10-year-old is losing her ever-living mind because you have asked her to pick up her clothes off the bathroom floor for the 13th time that day, you don't say sorry. You empathize, and then you hold the line. Sweetheart, I know it's super frustrating to not get to watch your show right now period. Please clean up the towels off the floor. If someone was super offended because you did something to them that was pretty reasonable, you empathize with the feeling. You validate the feeling, put a period after it, and then you let them know that it was not your intent to be hurtful. Honey, I know that it is super disappointing that you don't get to go and play at so-and-so's house, period. You're more than welcome to go play at their house. Once your room is clean, it's not to hurt you. It's just an expectation. When we use those hinge words, I'm sorry for this, but I'm sorry that this happened, but I'm sorry you feel that way, but you are putting the blame back on that person camouflaged in an apology. And it isn't an apology. It's condescending. So now let's talk about our little humans. Most parents, even the unintentional ones, facilitate an apology. (laughs) If something happens on the playground, 
even if the parents aren't really watching, typically there's a, an apology that's facilitated. Now, sometimes it's coupled with an excuse or blame or whatever, but most folks will try to get their little ones to apologize if a wrong has occurred. When teaching our kiddos how to apologize, let's try on taking it a step further. Then, son, you need to go apologize. Go say you're sorry. Let's say kid one takes a toy from kid two. Kid two starts to cry. Here's how this can look. Stick with me. You're going to hear it and you're going to think, oh my gosh, I do not have time in my day to walk my kids through that apology. But I promise you, you are going to get a big bang for your buck. Kid one takes a toy from kid two. Kid two starts to cry. Son, you took that toy from kid two and now she's super sad because that isn't fair. Do you think she might feel sad or confused maybe? Or even maybe worried that when she plays with you, you're going to take her toy? What can we do to show her that you're sorry? Maybe you could give her some more toys with that one. Maybe we can ask next time we want to play with the toy she's playing. Okay, let's go say sorry for taking the toy. Kid one, say sorry for taking your toy, kid two. That wasn't fair. Wait for kid to say, sorry for taking your toy, kid two. That wasn't fair. Kid one, now you need to say, I bet you feel sad or confused or worried or whatever. Wait, kiddo says it. Now you need to tell her next time I'll ask if I can have a turn or here are some more toys or I'll play with this toy instead or whatever. Not sorry for being mean, sorry for hitting, sorry for hurting. Be really specific. I'm sorry for hitting your face. I'm sorry for taking your toy. I'm sorry I called you a poo-poo head. Let's break this down. Man, I am just long-winded today. Sheesh. Okay, (laughs) first, you facilitate your kiddo to stop and think by letting them know what they did or said or whatever that wasn't okay. Then we help them understand how the other kiddo might feel. Then we walk them through what they can do to show that they are truly sorry. I know it sounds exhausting. And you're thinking, are you kidding me right now? I do not have enough time in my day to shower. What makes you think that I'm going to have enough time in my day that every time my kid who hits a kid on the daily at least 23 times, every time I'm going to have time to break down this apology for him. What I am telling you as a parent, what I am telling you as a fellow traveler in this world, what I am telling you as a child therapist is our kids are growing up having a very difficult time owning their stuff, apologizing for what they need to apologize for, having empathy towards other people. This is an important concept. It's an important thing to slow down just as much as uh-oh time or timeout or whatever you want to call it. This is a super crucial thing for our kids to learn now when they're young so that when they're older, they can deliver a really, really good, sincere, genuine apology to their friends or to whoever they're dating or to a professor, or to a boss. At the end of the day, we have got to own what we do and say. We have to lead out in the way that we're apologizing so that these kiddos see that. We get to take the time to teach them how to do it, sincerely, genuinely. If an apology is needed, let's step up and give a sincere apology. Now, maybe you have another way to do it that hasn't been mentioned. That's okay. That's great. Put a comment on my website, brickstherapy.com. Go to the podcast tab, find this podcast and put that comment on there. That would be great. I would love to have some kind of a dialogue about this. We just need to be grown ups. 
We need to say sorry when we need to. We need to be empathetic when we need to. We need to be compassionate when we need to. If empathy is more what needs to occur, if we need to validate versus apologize, then let's do it. This is a practice. I'm trying to incorporate it. I catch myself more, not all the time, but more when those I'm sorry slip out and empathy is what is really needed. A lot of times it just sounds like I just apologized. I don't need to say I'm sorry. What I need to say is that's got to feel really hard. What I need to say is I get why that would make you feel sad. Let's start doing something about how we apologize, when we apologize, why we apologize. Let's turn up the empathy a little bit more. We have got to do something about how we teach our kids to do I'm sorry's. Pick something, something you've heard today that's resonated with you. Do that one thing different. And once you've mastered that, come back and listen again and try something else on. I know that's my plan and that's what I'm going to do. Right now, I'm focusing a ton for myself on not apologizing for feelings, right? Not apologizing for my feelings, not apologizing for other people's feelings, but working on my empathy. Empathy is a life work for me. It's something I've got to work really hard at. You might pick something else. What did I leave out? What else do I need to consider? After listening today, like I said, click over to brickstherapy.com and click on the podcast tab. Leave a comment or questions or something else for me to consider through it all. Well, until we visit again, enjoy the journey. Enjoy the journey.